Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, loving Jesus by loving people. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. know that the term Armageddon means the end of the world. The term has become synonymous with the end, just like the term apocalypse has. But as we've already discussed, the term apocalypse actually just means the word revelation. And likewise, Armageddon doesn't mean what we've commonly held either necessarily, which we're going to get to in today's verses. In Revelation chapter 16, verses 8 through 16, we continue with the seven bowls of God's judgment being poured out by the seven angels. Scripture says, The fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and the sun was allowed to scorch people with fire. They were seared by the intense heat, and they cursed the name of God who had control over these plagues, but they refused to repent and glorify him. The fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and its kingdom was plunged into darkness. People gnawed their tongues in agony and cursed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, but they refused to repent of what they had done. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water dried up to prepare for the way of the kings of the east. Then I saw three impure spirits that looked like frogs. They came out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. They are demonic spirits that perform signs, and they go out to the kings of the whole world to gather them for the battle on the great day of God Almighty. Look, I come like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed, so as to not go naked and be shamefully exposed. Then they gathered the kings together to the place that in Hebrew is called Armageddon. As the judgments of God continue to fall upon the earth, we see a curious phenomenon that we have already seen in the book of Revelation. The people of the earth are afflicted, and they know apparently that God is at work in the affliction, and they fully acknowledge his power in what is happening, but they still refuse to repent of their evil and acknowledge him. They must have an increasing sense of doom as these judgments have actually been escalating and getting worse as time goes on. But rather than saying, wow, God seems angry, things are getting worse, maybe we should try and figure out why he's angry and see if we can stop that. They instead continue on in their ways and they actually curse him for what he's doing. It goes to show how hard people have made their hearts, just like Pharaoh in the Old Testament. Kings from the east are mentioned here. They're going to come against Israel in warfare a little later in the book, and we will come back to them. There's also frogs at work, apparently. And as always, when the symbolism is really important, John just tells us what a thing is in the book of Revelation. These frogs are, of course, not literal frogs or or monsters of any kind. These are demonic powers sent out by Satan to deceive the leaders of the world, drawing them into battle, which is to come. Amidst this story, Jesus breaks in for a moment, saying, I come like a thief. Jesus isn't a thief, of course, quite the opposite, but scripture says elsewhere in Matthew's Gospel and Luke's Gospel, as well as 1 Thessalonians and 2 Peter, that the return of Jesus would indeed be like a thief breaking into your house in the middle of the night. That is completely unexpected and surprising. Jesus will come suddenly and surprisingly to the earth, so we are given the constant command in scripture, including here, to stay awake, to stay alert, to be ready for his return. 
the demons, go out and deceive the world and gather them at a place called Armageddon. This is a literal place. It is a hill in northern Israel where many battles have been fought in world history. Armageddon doesn't literally mean the end of the world. It means this literal place, this geographical spot in Israel where a great battle will take place between good and evil. Today, reflect upon your own life in light of these verses. While maybe not as dramatic as this scene, is there anywhere in your life where your heart might be hard to what God is saying to you or what you know he wants you to do? Is there anywhere where you know what you should be doing or what you shouldn't be doing, but you are ignoring it? In light of today's passage, what can you do to move back towards God and his word and his ways today? What steps can be taken and why not do that today?